episode 150 is here. What do you got to say about it? Happy 150. We did it. We did it. It took about two, two and a half years. Did you think we'd get this far? No. Right on. But like Shania Twain said, like Shania Twain said, it looks like we made it. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? We went 150 episodes without a fucking Shania Twain reference, and here you go. Hey, I think about that woman's face every day. Well, okay. You know, it it is... is, Usually it takes us longer than this to go off the rails. In celebration of of 150 episodes, I'll let that slide. Okay, thank you. Well, you know, it's the least I can do. (laughs) Well, our guests for this episode are Scott Squires and Janet Jordan Squires. Yes, definitely. And as you... No, 150 is a significant number here. We like to, you know, like people do, 100. We celebrated with Silvermine because yeah. they were one of the first bands we had on. And yeah. we did that lengthy interview with them. Definitely. And as we were approaching 150, we thought, we'd been talking for a while anyway about having Scott and Janet back. Mm-hmm. We thought, well, this was the perfect number to do it because they were the first band that we ever interviewed. Yes. Like the first couple episodes we had couple friends on with us, Mike Thrasher and Seth Carnes joined us for different discussions, but Scott and Janie were the first people that we actually interviewed. So here we are, 143 episodes later, doing it once again. Glad to have them back, and it's an honor to have them back on the show. And yeah. we shouldn't have waited this long. But it is nice to have them back for this kind of landmark episode. So it all worked out. Yeah, definitely. And it's also landmark because Down for Five is yes. back. Yes, the the legendary down for five. Yes, they've been on hiatus now for, I think it's right at four years. Okay. Roughly. Maybe, I think she said almost four years. Yeah. They're kicking it back into gear, and their first show is actually this coming Friday night. And we're going to talk about all that here in just a second. Okay. But before we get into that, we need to mention this in flames ep i just oh, i just remember right. yeah 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 we didn't talk about it last time we're going to talk about it this time let's do it so in flames has this new ep it's only four songs cover songs three of them are studio and one's live yeah down have, wicked and no good there you no go it's called right yeah they're a band that both of us have loved for a long time but also lost interest in as well yeah and we've talked about them in the last couple times they put out albums since we started this podcast and i mean i i listen to everything they do i give everything a shot but the last at least three albums have done nothing for me yeah they've they've left me pretty cold as well and i mean it was a slow decline it's not like i i'm not saying i dislike them but like you said it's just kind of cold right because you don't they're not they're nothing like they were and they've evolved over time and they're free to do that yes you know i can't fault them for that but it lost my interest as yours. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, uh, what they did and their live shows were so fucking great for so long. Uh, and, you know, what they evolved into, that's great. And I have no problem with it. It's just not to my, it's just not, you know, pleasing to my ears. But that doesn't mean anything. You know, <laughs> I'm just a big old blockhead. What do I know? And, and and you know you you gotta as a band you know you gotta you gotta do what what feels good to you so you know you're gonna have some evolution you're gonna have some changes you know a lot of bands do it but I ain't gotta listen to it 
<laughs> and, and really this EP, you know, if you're, it's, you know, it's not, it doesn't harken back to anything, but it's still really good. And it was still, you know, surprising, you know, surprisingly, I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I did. And it was just four songs. Yeah. I'm the same way when I first listened, I, like I said, I'll listen to anything they put out, but I thought, mm-hmm. well, even though it's covers and at least most of the songs, you know, I like, yeah. I mean, I've never been huge on Depeche Mode, but mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to listen to it. I'll probably think it's all right, but never listen to it again. Yeah. And surprisingly, that wasn't the case this time around. And surprisingly, the Depeche Mode song, It's No Good, is by far and away the best track on here. It's my favorite. I really enjoyed their yeah. uh, their rendition of it. I really did. Yeah, it really has that feel of what Depeche Mode was, but obviously yeah. amped up into that In Flames world. That's right. Of like slight electronic elements, but mm-hmm. metal. You know, I hate to say that a cover album is a thing that kind of brought me back around here for a moment, but hey, if they came to town, I'd still go see them. You know, uh, I just... mean, I would go see them <laughs> anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that that that's that that goes without saying. Right. Well, the the interesting thing is when I first heard Down in a Hole, I thought there's going to be a lot of people that don't like this, but I've been kind of surprised at the stuff I've seen, the few things I've seen online. People yeah. are talking about it good, and it's it's interesting because. Musically, it's nothing like the original. Gotcha. And it's all, it's got a lot more electronic elements than mm-hmm. even a lot of newer Aaron Flame stuff does. Yeah. But it's still really cool because, you know, he sings in that same melody and still has a lot of emotion to the song. And I don't know, it, it jumped out at me more than, more than I thought it would. Because when I first saw that they were doing that, I thought this is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that they did it nothing like the original, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of figured before I even heard any of it, I figured they'd kind of do their own thing with each with, with each song. Yeah. And they should. Yeah, and uh, that cover of Hurt I thought was pretty cool because yeah. it almost in a way is kind of, you know, you've got two iconic versions of that song. You know, yeah. you've got the original by Nine Inch Nails, and then you've got the cover by Johnny Cash. Cash yeah. And this song kind of almost fits between the two, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Obviously, it sounds nothing like Cash, but it kind of almost has that emotion to it, but also still has that same feel of the original one as well. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a cool way to go about it. Do you like In Flames' version better or Seven Dust's version better? I, for- I completely forgot Seven Dust did that until you said that. Bam. Yeah, there you go. There's something for you to chew on. Hey, I'm going to say something that most people don't agree with. I like Nine Inch Nails' version better than Johnny Cash's. Well, and, well, then I, I, I quit. I'm well, done. There you go. <laughs> just <laughs> can't handle it. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> now i got to go listen to that. That was on that Southside Double Wide Live thing, so, right? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'll check that out. Well, yeah, check out this In Flames EP if you haven't. It's worth a listen if you are in In Flames, at least. For sure. Or any of those songs. It's also got Chris Isaac's Wicked Game on there, and that's cool as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, this Friday night, we've got a show at the Shrine. Okay. Dead Orchestra, Doxy, Driver, and Oklahoma Brace. Nice. That's that's, that's one hell of a lineup. right there, I tell you what. Yeah, it's only five bucks, and that's one hell of a lineup. Dead Orchestra's first time in Tulsa since sometime in the 90s. Oh, man. I, I assume. Yeah, oh, it's got to be. And then those other three bands have all been on this podcast. 
Doxy most recently and then Driver and Oklahoma Braves multiple times. So go back and check all those episodes out. Yeah, for sure. And then this Saturday is Not So Silent Night. Okay. And that's the event that Jamie from Impact Events has put on every year. Okay. And this is actually, you said, the final the final one they're doing. Yeah. But all the proceeds go to kids and you know, kids in need and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's a great it's a great event, obviously. That's right. A great Charitable thing. event. Yeah. And this year Jamie's band, Thirteen Minutes, which kick ass. We've played them on here before. Yes. They're on the bill, along with Soul Embraced and Death Therapy, Ruby Wrath and the Rebel Hearts. And it's, there's some other artists on it as well, but I mean, get out there. It's just one of those good events in Tulsa. I'm sad to see it go, but, you know, Jamie from Impact Events has been on here as well, talking about all that stuff. So yeah. go back and check that out as well this Friday. Yeah. Down for five. We'll be opening up at the Ideal Ballroom for Lita Ford, Jack Russell's Great White. Yeah. So this is down for five's return to the stage, like we said, after a few years. We're about to get into this talk where they talk about how all this came back together. Really cool that their return show was on a show like this. So, you know, because a lot of times when a band, you know, an independent band or something, it's hard to get your, you know, the word out there, that, you know, because we kind of just talked about that on a podcast that's coming out soon. That yeah. You can't get the word out. People aren't out there putting up flyers like they lose. People aren't there out there looking for flyers <laughs> yeah. like they used to. Yeah. And just doing a Facebook event, you can't ever always get people out there and get the word out that, hey, this band's back. So you're on a bill with a couple national artists that draw a crowd. Yeah, what a way to come back. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's going to be a, you know, I hope they're ready for it. I'm ready for it. You know, it's been quite a while since we've seen Down for Five. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Poster Child's also on the bill. So, right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Down for Five is a band that we caught many, many times oh, throughout yeah. the oh, yeah. throughout the years when they were together. That's right. And we saw them at Rock Loma two different times, and then, of course, many times at clubs in Tulsa, like Cimarron and mm-hmm. Torchies and all that, wherever else. Two oh, Bucks, remember yeah. back at that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, Two Bucks. God, I remember those days. <laughs> I don't know if I want to remember some of them. Some of them I don't remember, but yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking two bucks saloon, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, let's quit wasting time. Yeah, let's. Uh, what are we doing here? This is uh, quite a lengthy chat, so I think we should just jump right into it. This is Scott and Jana from Down for Five and Rocket Science. slideshow you know whoever's playing at that moment their picture flashes up so is it just like one song and there's like a whole it's, bunch of people so it's like we are stars exactly it's that, it's, it's that chord progression it's yeah. i'll just give you just a little taste of it and then we'll get on with the interview because i know y'all are busy but um it's 
It's There's got, some amazing stuff on there, but it's, suit bones on it's, there. It's like oh, for wow. guitar. It's for guitar it's players. Shredders, you know? yeah. It's like ten and a half minutes long. Oh, it just wow. goes on and on and on and on. But <laughs> yes. you know, the players, the players that, or anybody that loves guitar players will love it. it it's cool. Let's see if I can find it. But they were going to like do a bunch of originals, and Jana, Jana came up with the. Yeah, that was how would we just idea. do the. Like like it was stars, you know. Like <laughs> that's, yeah. what I, that's what I saw. Where I think it was supposed to be a bunch of songs or something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it turned out to be "We Are Stars," the, well, the actual. <laughs> and they were talking about maybe you know, like getting all like local vocalists and actually just redo the song. Yeah, Tulsa, I, I still like think they version. should have done that because be it, well, yeah. well, you know what Mortensen said. No, nah, that's just kind of cheesy. It's like, <laughs> like, dude. It, no, it's going to break up all the playing, and now it's just like one big long, I'll just give you a little taste of it, and then we'll get on. There's awesome. some good stuff on there. Suit Bun's insane. He's really good. So what's the plan? Are they just, once it's completed, is it just going to be put out there, here you go? I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, Mark is getting real good at recording, and this kind of stuff just floats his boat. I think he's just kind of, I think they just thought it'd be a fun little thing to showcase Tulsa guitar players, you know. I I don't think it's gonna go any further than just put the video out and enjoy here you go. You know. But um like all those KISS songs he's done, I, those are nearing completion, right? And he told us last time we talked to him they're just gonna put them on CDs and throw them out at DMS shows. Wow. But man, some of that stuff is really <laughs> Yeah and you sang on a couple of those, right? Yeah, I did uh, I remember you sent me those, yeah. 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 Making love and uh, shout it out loud. Did shout it out loud with um, Mikey Jameson. Mikey did the Gene Simmons part. Right. He used to <laughs> sing for. Why am I blanking out on all the bands tonight? <laughs> he played with Ben Hosterman in uh, New Science. He was in New Science, I think. And then uh, what was that one band that back in the nineties? They'd play yeah. all over the place. Not ben to. was in that band too. Why? That could be any. Yeah, I know. Ben's been in so many bands. I don't know. Especially back I then. So how's, he, how's everybody doing? Good. Great. Great. We're glad to be here. Did you guys go to GNR? No. Did you go to Food Fighters? No. 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 I'm, I'm like concerted out for the year. I hear you. You know, on, on all these big shows and stuff. I hear you. I've got... We've got Alter Bridge and Sons of Texas. And what? Oh, man, that's like just in a couple of weeks. And that's like, I was done buying tickets. Done. Yeah, so. it, it adds up quick. <laughs> yeah. I does. will say, I went as not a real big GNR fan, and I left there as a big fan. Really? That's it, good. It that's was, good then. It was, yeah, it was, it was one of the t- top shows I've ever seen. I mean, you see all these online videos. Yeah. And all the people bad-mouthing, you know, Axel or, you know, whatever, voice-wise and things that you hear and all these rumors and stuff. And then you actually go there and, you know, got the PA at full blast and it's like a whole other ball game. You know, it's it's so hard to judge concerts these days, especially online, because we're basically judging things that are, you know, going through that phone, you know, that little microphone. And it's all squashed all the highs and stuff is going right through there and granted we all know his voice struggles and stuff and i was even told that the beginning of the tour his voice was 
great, spot mm-hmm. on. You know, when he was doing the ACDC stuff mm-hmm. and all that, and his, his voice was much better. And then, so now, you know, because they're doing the three and a half hour long shows, yeah. that now that he's kind of having to have like slash play more guitar stuff, like some solos and things mm-hmm. to give him more breaks. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess he, at the start of the tour, he was singing more. Wow. And now they added, you know, some guitar solos and having a guitar uh, acoustic thing going on mm-hmm. or whatever. Just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many solos there were, but it seemed it, like there was probably four or five it solos. Was, but, it, but it was just so, like, any anybody that plays guitar, it was such a treat. That's awesome. Such a treat. It was just yeah. such good playing. And that guy, that the other guy, Richard, that plays, you know, he's, he compliments Slash so well. Yeah. It was fantastic. Well, it, he went last year to like two of them and was like completely front row. Really? So, Were they good last year? Yeah. So you felt it's, the same way? It's probably, I don't know. I've seen a lot of cool things, but it might be the best experience I ever had. That's being, the word. That's the word, man. Being on the rail, you know, it's my yes. favorite band of all time. Yes. So. Experience. Just right there, you know, and five feet away well, it was in the stadium so 10 feet away see we were in nosebleeds and we and he had tears in our eyes it's like yeah it was like <laughs> the sound was perfect i mean yeah. it was like it was just magical it didn't matter where i sat mm-hmm. because the experience i mean you could see that i mean we had pretty good seats for nosebleeds i would think i've had mm-hmm. worse mm-hmm. we went to acdc yeah on the black ice tour and it was raining and it was like actually black ice on the street and uh we were in the last row on that yeah i think we were too yeah Yeah, it was way up there it was horrible and it was the show was good but the seats were horrible yes and the show was good but i don't remember like the sound being like Mm -hmm. it was at gnr at gnr it was like crystal clear like it was a concert i mean it felt like you were basically on the lower sections even way up i mean it was that loud wow i bet the people further down were like (laughs) oh you know give me some earplugs but i thought it was awesome i mean just one start start song um what was it um it's so easy it's so easy right into um was it crazy or whatever fucking crazy whatever i don't remember the exact order but Man, it was just relentless, just hardly any stoppages, very little talking. We could go oh, it was on Mr. Brownstone was the second song, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah. Then they do crazy stuff like Wichita Lineman. Yeah. I mean, and they, oh, and wow. they did it so that's, great. It was so awesome. just out of left field. and Soundgarden. They yeah, did Black Hole. It's like they did like tri- you know tributes to a lot of the people that have died just recently. Wow. They did... Uh, no Lincoln Park, though. No, no, they did. Uh, <laughs> they did uh, Soundgarden, and they did um, the Wichita Lineman, yeah. and I can't remember. They did something else. The, wish was, you were here, but it was instrumental. It was just like right, a guitar yeah, band. Great man! Wow, it was great. Anyway, enough of that. It, but it was really <laughs> super great. I was kind of hoping you guys went just because we're going to see if you felt the same way we did. Ah, uh, you know, I. Uh, I don't know. I just, like I said... He's been waiting until this was on to give a shit. He... Well, I wouldn't <laughs> do it now, but I can. I, I will I will say one thing. He texted me and he was like, man, if Metallica was in town tonight, would you go? Even if the seats were terrible? 
Because that's my, that's my oh, absolute. And, and I was like, just, of course. Right. I was like, you need to go. Why didn't you go? You know? Right. No brainer, right? So, why didn't you go? Oh, Tired, my, right? Yeah. My whole thing was, I'm like, I'm just trying to save some money. And no matter where I'm at in that building, it's not going to compare to the two shows I saw last I, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I totally got that. I just had to give you yeah. But, you know, you know, the cool thing that I witnessed, like, I'm like you. Like, how can you... Man, it was cool to see the whole stage and that like from that perspective because mm-hmm. you you basically saw the whole show. You weren't just like dialed into one person that was coming yeah. coming your way, you know, rocking out in that one spot and you're <laughs> having to look around. Yeah. You got to see like everything. The roadies go, running out. Yeah, there you get to watch the roadies cool. running there. Pick up the mic stand that's I mean Axel's throwing around everywhere, and they're. <laughs> You know, having to clean up after everybody, you know, and it's just, it was amazing watching it all go down, you know, yeah. and, um, it's kind of like, you know, just, uh, it's like a bird's eye view. Right. Everything. That's all I yeah, it was cool. cool. I mean, you see how everyone's kind of spreads out and then how they kind of come together yeah. and then move forward and then the explosions go off, you know, I mean, that, you gotta be on like on a timed mm-hmm. situation. I'm sure like each probably song on their set list is probably, a different color to say hey, don't go in certain areas <laughs> on these songs, you know. Yeah, you end up like James Hetfield <laughs> walking to a right. because I mean they're just walking awesome. out on those ramps, and then when they're not walking, I mean there's fire, and, yeah, yeah, and shit just exploding everywhere. So you know you'd probably need to know exactly where you know where you're supposed to be at oh, all yeah, times. Definitely. I mean, so last comment yeah. about that show did did Axel throw his microphone in the audience? Uh, at the show you saw, yeah. he did. Yeah. I wonder if he gets those back because he did that here too. That's a lot of money. That's, that's a lot of money. He probably gets boxes of them from whatever brand. Yeah, yeah true. It's like throwing a pick out to him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God. And they're you know? making so much money off this <laughs> yeah. damn tour anyways. Did you see what, if Wikipedia is a solid source, I doubt it is, but it said 430 it, million. It's staggering, yeah, because I've heard, I've heard numbers like that like on the radio yeah. and stuff. It's insane. Man. What are we I doing mean, wrong? Yeah, we're in the wrong right, guys. <laughs> but I will, I will tell you, I don't remember which show it was. Because I went to Dallas and Houston, but one of them, during November rain, like the first couple minutes into it, like, it sounded weird, but I didn't really think much of it. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, slams on his piano and just, like, Ooh. stops playing. And so they're kind of like, Rrr. No, <laughs> and everybody's kind of looking around and thinking, this is the moment where it ends. <laughs> this is wow. the meltdown. So how did that resolve? And, and he just like looks back and he's just got going like this to the side of the stage. And then like, I guess like whoever wrote you guys, you know, it's like this and that. And he's just like, turns out, he's like, it's not fucking working. Oh, and no. within 30 seconds, they had another grand piano out there. There was one in the back. <laughs> You're kidding me. Like a, a back end grand <laughs> back- piano. Wow. <laughs> he moves over to that and they I believe it though. Fucking cool. Yeah, here the piano went and then when it was done it went back down below the stage. Wow. Just oh, okay. like, yeah. Just there and gone in a split second. That's <laughs> awesome. Super cool. Anyway, that's an, that's probably all you want to hear about guns. <laughs> it was great. That's all I can say. Right on. Well, so what are your thoughts about Trans Siberian Orchestra? <laughs> That's well, what I was going to open with. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead you know, alienate the rest did, of the Tulsa here. Did I miss something? Or? Yeah, you oh, did. probably my post. Yeah. I, I, yeah, saw, I, I saw a commercial, and it's like almost every year you see these commercials on Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans, you know, how they kind of beef it all up. And 
And it's all the progressive <laughs> Christmas opera songs or whatever. You're not a fan, in other words, right? It's like at first, you know, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, you know. And you, I remember like you'd see the videos on YouTube of the Christmas lights, you know, the house. You know, you know what I'm talking about, where it's show like right. it was the commercial or whatever. Yeah. And I think it was kinda like that. Synced up to that, yeah. And um you remember you and I went with mom to see them, right? Yeah. We yeah, we went and we were in the nosebleeds there. We were. And we didn't last. And the at whole first time at first I thought this is a cool show. But then it just got I don't know, it was boring to me. It's like I think we're too intellectually simple for Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just I, didn't I feel I, like a, I think I went there thinking like I'm gonna go see a concert and it didn't it to me it didn't feel like a concert to me it just felt like I was at a well, play or or or, yeah. or like a you know a musical we're opera just, or whatever we're just, we're just simple folk because those parts where it drops down and it's like four chicks out there singing you know, <laughs> feel like you're at the theater all you the know what right those, right we we Very, do, we're talented it. Yeah. yes you respect the talent it's just. It's not our cup of tea. And I know the guys from Sabotage, you know, kind of started that mm-hmm. all up and everything. And I was a big, I loved Sabotage when I was younger. I mean, yeah. I had the Dungeons Are Calling album and Sirens and, um, of course, you know, Hall of the Mountain King and all that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if y'all remember any of that stuff, but. Uh, I mean, I remember like their record covers and seeing their ads in the, in, you know, all the metal magazines, right. but I never really heard, heard them. And I, I seen him at the Windjammer and, uh, years ago. And that was cool. It was all original members. I think one of them died and mm-hmm. I forget the whole history of all that. You know, talented musicians. I mean, yeah. they really yeah. were. And then they came out with the gutter ballet album, which was kind of a rock opera yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, I, right. then I started going, ah, no, I'm not into this whole. Kind of meatloaf meets, you know. That was their gateway into yeah. transcendence. That's what I think. You know, they started writing these gutter about, you know, these these operas and stuff, and then they probably had, had a you know a million dollar idea, and you know, it, ran it's, with it. I don't blame ran, them. I don't blame them either. It's just I was just like, how many Christmases do we have to go through this? You know, it's like I said, man. <laughs> when it's not, <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. when does it end? We, we roll with like Nat King Cole and Burl Ives yes. you know, with our Christmas yeah, stuff. Yeah. We keep it old school. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you got you got to blast the Gary Hope, the well, Gary sure. yeah. the Ho Ho Hoey. That's Christmas. an exception. There's yeah. like three of those, you know. Right. You but to, I, I definitely did not those. mean to offend anyone. It was just merely a joke. <laughs> I thought. See, someone... I'll, I'll see that post tomorrow morning when I wake up. Right. Because right. Facebook sucks now. So I see posts from Man, this morning. I'll see it like now. I know. And then stuff from tonight I'll see tomorrow. Yeah. Right. It's just like. I know. They I'm, keep, I'm yeah. just, this was a few days ago, so. Yeah. Right. Well. You missed the boat. I guess completely. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I get on there sometimes and I just want to like mess with people. And I'll just have like, I'll say something and then like. It's sarcasm, right. and people will answer it like like I don't know what I'm talking about. Then he gets a private message from me five minutes later. Hey, um, I think you might want. What are you doing? You? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but we'll laugh because he'll say something that's very sarcastic, and inevitably there's one guy on there that does not think he's being sarcastic. Yeah. And 
um, Izzy's not in the band anymore. Right. You win. The only two, the only two guys. See that. The only like two guys that, I'm yeah. wanting to see is you know, they're like, I don't think they're no yeah. man's like, oh really? No, they don't. They don't know. You don't know. I so. know. But no, it's it's cool. it's funny. You know, <laughs> it's like That's awesome. People. It's all good. Like I was like all excited. That's okay. Well, they got a guy in there that looks like Izzy. Well, that's cool. I'm good. With, I'm down with clones, you know, or people, you know, people that look like. As long as they look like them, I'm good with that. Well, there's a guy, and he's you know the drummer, different race. And... <laughs> it's like, well, as long as he played on Use Your Illusion one and two, I'm good with that. You know, like, well, I got news for you on yeah. that. So I just kind of just throw out that. Throw out that little fishing rod and yeah. see what I catch. But anyway. I can't keep him in line, guys. I don't know, man. He just gets out of control. <laughs> Why would you want it? Right? Yeah, I don't. Because I'm sitting there laughing at it, too. It's like, oh, these people don't know. He's joking. <laughs> oh, man. But now they will, now that we've exposed it. So. Anywho, what else? Well, what else you got? I guess the obvious thing is down for five is back. Yeah. Kind of like get into what made you guys decide that now's the time. I know whenever I was hanging out with you guys back in the summer, mm-hmm. you guys said you were thinking about it. And then, yeah. I guess within a month or two, you went for it. Yeah. Uh, we were not sure how it all came together. I mean, we kind of have our ups and downs with, with the band, you know, just, you know, marriages and. Uh, this life, you know, basically, and and then we, you know, we started our projects with me singing and stuff, and and uh, you know, we just felt like we just felt like back then it's just so hard, you know, to be in an original band in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It really is. It's a struggle. I mean, even though there's people like, oh, we don't like cover bands, and ah, we don't like, you know, this or that, and. We kind of played both sides of the fence a little bit, you know, but, you know, just the fact that you had to, you know, cram three bands and in a club and you play your set and then you have to hurry up and break all your shit down and then they got to hurry up and bring their stuff on and there's just, you know, never, you had to split the pot and or the cover charge and everything. It was just always a big hassle just to do it. So we did the cover thing and... We started doing that for a while, and I think we did the down for five a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and dive into it a little deeper than that because I I don't think he I don't think Psych would mind any of the comments that I intend to make here. But um, you know, things didn't end well. I think everybody kind of saw that that things did not end well when they ended. And um, you got to understand that band's problem from day one going way back was that we never really had that one solid drummer that was always there like the three of us were you know just we would rotate guys would rotate in or out um someone would quit someone would decide they weren't too into it i mean crap there's even two drummers on the last album which was challenging very challenging and um so, you know, when, when things kind of came to a head, it was, it was basically over a disagreement, you know, with are we going to use a fill-in drummer? Because when we did the album and Carl Lowe came in and did some tracks for us, 
I, I was just really sold on Carl. I just thought, this is the guy that plays this material the way I like hearing it, the way it was intended to be played. I just like his style. And our drummer that did the other tracks on the album, to be quite honest, he just wasn't real into it. And I think even he would admit that. He had some other things going on in his life and it was a little bit of an inconvenience to come do the tracks and there was just some tension there and didn't seem to be real comfortable with the situation. So those tracks were kind of rushed through. And so when Carl came in and did the few tracks that he's on, I just got really sold on him. I thought, this is our guy. This is our guy. This is our guy. Well, so we did our CD release party show, and it was great. And then there came an opportunity to do a, a, a benefit show at Kane's, and it, and it was a situation where Carl couldn't do it with us, and we were going to have to use a fill-in drummer. And at that time, I was extremely burned out because not not with Down for Five, but just in general. We were in a real heavy, heavy schedule with the cover band, just playing all the time, working our full-time jobs. And I just, I told Syke and Angel, his wife, I was like, guys, you know, I just, I just don't want to use a fill-in drummer. I just don't, I just don't want to go through that. I, I either want to play with Carl, the guy I thought was our drummer, or I don't want to do it. I didn't want to roll something out there that I felt was less than the quality these songs are supposed to be. And I'm just being brutally honest. No offense to any other drummers, nothing. It's just how I felt. And when I made that decision, it it really caused some tension. It hurt some feelings, and there was a pretty big argument. And because I was so burned out, I said, you know what? I'm out. Done. That's it. Pulled the plug. Over. So it, it didn't end well. It was ugly. A lot of hurtful things got said. You know, too much stuff got said online. Hurtful comments, not not just by us, but other people that were trying to come to maybe Scott's in my defense. I think some people took one side and some people took another, and it was just ugly. So anyway, that's 2013, and you know the thing just lays dormant for ever and ever and ever, and I you know never felt good about how it ended. It it, it bothered me weekly. I thought about it all the time. What's funny is on the album. A lot of some of the songs that we wrote with one drummer, the other drummer actually played on, mm-hmm. and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, <That's> <laughs> the I ones we wrote that. with Carl is like Jesse played a lot yeah. of the drums yeah. on, and and the ones we wrote with Jesse, Carl ended up playing the yeah, drums and, on. So and, there was, and in hindsight, if we could go back and <clears throat> could have done the whole album with Carl, and again, no offense to Jesse. He did the best he could in, in that situation at, at that time in his life. But the tracks were very rushed through. And in my opinion, it shows on the album. No offense. That's just my personal opinion. If I'm saying things that get me in trouble, so be it. Um, but that's another regret. It's like, you know, God, we, we never straightened out the drummer situation so much to the point that we've got two on the album. So stupid. I just, ugh, always our Achilles heel. So anyway, fast forward, I don't know, I think it I think it may have been 2015. I'm in a dressing room at a, at a store trying some clothes on or whatever, and I'm thinking about that situation, thinking about how it ended, 
thinking about psych, thinking about angel, thinking about what we lost. Phone goes off. It's psych. It's like, man, can, can you call me? So that was the beginning of the healing process where Scott and I started talking to him again and and it's kind like of two years without like man. yeah th- yeah this was like two years ago before we even entertained the thought of getting the band going so the process is slow we're we're talking and then just over the last several months you know Scott and I hung out with him and Angel a little bit and you know he he was struggling at that time as well with a lot of stuff he would admit that she has helped him a lot to to get some stuff you know straightened out. They're a good team. I mean, they, they're a good team. And so we're talking and things are things are feeling good. And we start kind of, you know, what if, what if, what if. But then, you know, of course, we still have the obvious drummer situation. We had kind of thrown it out to Carl. Hey, would you want to come back? No, he, he wasn't interested. He's moved on in his life and busy with his stuff. And the cool thing about Matt Gordon, who's our drummer who's the down for five drummer now is he tried out for the band years ago. We're talking probably mid late two thousands. He, he would probably remember the year better than I would, but he didn't get picked, you know, at, at the time someone else did. And I'm sure that probably ate at him, you know, probably kind of bugged him, mm-hmm. man, you know, I mean, it's going to bug anybody if they don't get something they're trying out for. So then when we, when we got together for the first time just a few months back and he came in and he just killed the material, mm-hmm. just killed it. And I felt so good because I thought, you know what, not only are we healing a wound between, the, I say the three of us, but the wound existed between Scott and me and Psych and his wife Angel. So the four of us got, got that wound healed, sorry, and then... um Matt kind of got vindication, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Basically to say, all right, you guys didn't pick me back then, but look who's, <laughs> look who's back now. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of just a healing thing for everybody. And so that part of it's sweet. So now we're going through these rehearsals and relearning the songs was pretty wild. Cause I mean, there's been years since I even picked up the bass guitar. I mean, yeah. like, just sitting in the case, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't think I was probably ever play again, you know. And she'd always bring, "Do you ever think about playing bass again?" <laughs> like I don't know, having fun being a lead singer. Yeah. I just show up with my microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, how how did it feel getting back into the room with those guys the first time? And you know, it was it was, it, the first it, the first you know? the first practice was cool because we had we learned like three three songs mm-hmm. and you know now we're like up to like you know seven or you know eight yeah, whatever yeah. and um you know we we just figured okay we started doing that and then we got this this show because we were just going to start learning all of our songs so you know, it was it was not rushed. It was it was a good feeling. Now mm-hmm. the second rehearsal was a different story. Yeah, and that one was just not. It was like they should have switched. Like the second <laughs> practice should have been our first practice, <laughs> and the second practice should have been our should have yeah. been the first. It, it was a little rough the second go, but you know, you got to figure, man. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since we all played this stuff. Yeah, we you know you you try to practice and but it's definitely shaping up and it's starting to sound really good 
and um, yeah, I mean it. It definitely was. You know, it was a little little odd. But I knew I was in good shape with Scott whenever I, you know, like he said, he's been singing all these years. And I, I kind of had the thought of, does he even want to play bass? And then I remember being in the front room and he was in that little office. And when I kind of peeked in there, he's practicing and he's bobbing his head. What? And I thought, yeah, man, he's, he's, yeah, you were. <laughs> you your head, your head was bobbing. I don't do that. Yes, you do. Oh, my he, and I thought, okay, so he's, <laughs> he, I think he's enjoying this. And I just felt like, all right, you know, he's he's digging being back on base. So, you know, it, it's good. It's a good thing. And, you know, I don't know that we're definitely not going to be, like, playing shows every month. It's mm-hmm. going to be a pretty limited basis yeah. just because everyone's schedule so crazy. Well, and it, you know, it makes it more of a special right. thing. Right. And, you know, you might kind of make people want it more. I hope so. Right. Like a few times a year or something. And we're, know. you know, thinking about, you know, writing some new songs and mm-hmm. and then, you know, hopefully we'll maybe record some, mm-hmm. a couple of tunes here and there yeah, and, and see what see what we come up with. Um, I mean, we were actually thinking about writing some new stuff just for this first show, but then we thought, oh. Ran out of time. Let's, you know, let's just hit what we got on, re- on, mm-hmm. re- on record. That way we can rehearse at home and that we can listen to some of that stuff and... I mean, we're bringing back stuff that's not even on either one of the albums. It's so like old. Yeah, I mean, we're doing stuff yeah. off the the demo. Yeah. I mean, we're doing caricature. We're doing lion weight, yeah. which is not even on any one of the albums. Right. So we're going old school. And then, so we we thought about doing a new one, but you know, with such a short set, you know. Yeah, we'll be playing six songs. Oh, okay. Just yeah, be- gotcha. we 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 were gonna do seven. And yeah. We timed it last night and ran over. We would have just been right at thirty without talking. saying talking or anything. And you, you can't just. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you gotta say hello or something. Yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you know how those national shows are. Yes, I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure it's. You gotta skedaddle when your thirty minutes is up. You uh, can't. You can't. We were never it. a uh, radio friendly band in the first place i mean some of our songs are a good you know five you know yeah five minutes six minutes you know four is like probably 450 yeah yeah <laughs> but we're definitely looking forward to it and like i said it just to be able to get achieve the healing and then for matt to be able to you know get the get the slot mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just a good healing process for everybody. Yeah. Which I don't know if you said this already, but he was played when we opened up for Lita the first time. I did not say that. Yeah, that's the so funny trivia behind that. He's one. coming back, and we're opening for Lita Ford again. again. And he's because that was the one show he played with us with that's opening right. up for Lita Ford. Wow. At, oh, at, so he did already play. Yeah, yes, he's, one yeah, show. He's, he's played. He played with Down for Five on a few different occasions. Correct. And, your Lita memory, Ford. Your memory's better than mine. I no, know. No, I think that was it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I okay. Do. I believe that was it. He well, can correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> but when you're playing a show like that, both Lita Ford and Jack Russell's music, you guys are heavier than both of them. Yes. So are you conscious of that? Do you... Absolutely. Well, I, mean, yeah. I was thinking about it today. Yeah. <laughs> Very conscious of yeah. it. Are you... Well, I mean, if we're, we're doing Bring Me Down, which is kind of, it's it's a little, it's rocky. You know, it's not too heavy. It's not tuned down to... You at, Lie in Wait is very heavy. You Lie in Wait, but it's got the kind of a groove to it. So maybe, you know, do a little, 
shaking your hair around a little oh, bit, you know, doing some help. points or whatever. <laughs> that'll kind of put some gonna, put some jelly on that peanut butter a little bit. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna glam up your right your, your seven dustish metal. I got you. But no, yeah, I definitely. I actually was getting kind of paranoid, and I thought, you know what, that's stupid because it's still a melodic band. It's mm. not like we're just yeah. completely unmelodic. Yeah. And, and you, you got the gig, so they know what they're getting into, you know? So. Yeah. And we yeah. did it yeah. once already. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so hopefully all will go well this time, and, you know, Lita can come out on time and <laughs> do her thing. And yeah, that was... Oh, that was the show where... Yeah, I remember... She wasn't going to play, right? Right. <laughs> she stayed on yeah. her bus for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And what sucked is we could have played a whole hour <laughs> that night, you know? We could have played a whole hour. Right. That's true. So that, by the I time, mean, that's how a lot of them are, you know. We, we're not going to go on unless we get paid. So, yeah. you know, whatever, however it was. Yeah. You know, the guys that are putting putting together all these shows at um, the IDL Ballroom, you know, Tom Green and Doug Burgess. I mean, Doug is, you know, he's kicking ass. I mean, he's bringing these bands in. And, and I think they're, you know, he's wanting to put out another Streets Gone Wild. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it might be like a one day kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. He's working on that. Where there's, you know, awesome. a few bands one night instead of it being two. Yeah. Which I love the two nighters, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that was, that was a fun, that was a fun Yes, weekend. it was. It was fantastic. It. Me but, too. you know, them bringing these shows to Tulsa, to me, it's just, you know, that's one thing that, you know, with rocket science that we, you know, was folks, it was a lot of fun to do because, you know, we get to play in these clubs and talk to people about this stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know who so and so is, or Dawkin, or, you know, Cinderella. It's like, yeah. really cool. Hey, we got tickets, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you start talking to him, you know, before the first set about these shows that we're doing, you know, that weekend or the next weekend. And, and then by the time, you know, the second set, and they've had a few buckets of beer, you know, uh, and then I see you're, how you work. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, a lot of people have just been super cool and messaged us and said, hey, we, we want to get tickets from you guys. So, you know, that we've, we've been very grateful for all the opportunities that, that Rocket Science has gotten, and we expect, you know, hopefully more to happen down the road. Mm. We've met some uh, really cool people. Yeah. I mean, just meeting them at the Quick Trips or yeah. meeting them, you know, wherever, just selling the tickets because you get on those, you know, those events and people are like, oh, hell yeah, you know, hey, you guys need some tickets, you know, without the service charges and exactly. all this yeah. stuff. And then you, and they get the physical ticket, which is fun for us old school people. Mm -hmm. You don't get yeah. the little printout on the computer. Sure. Yeah. But almost every show that we've done there, um, it's just, just hell of a good time i yeah. mean oh, it's been great well well i mean you got to play with doc and yeah. talk about how oh, that came how that even came yeah, yeah they came no, talk okay. about that. <laughs> that that happened because of doug burgess uh -huh. and um man i just can't even begin to describe it did i get did i tell you guys the story before about how we actually talked on the phone um, I, it seems like I, I don't remember something. I got a text message, and it was from Doug, and he yeah. basically was saying, "Hey, do you guys know any Dawkins songs?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, Alone Again." You know, 
think, or does Janet, what does Janet know? Well, I think you guys need to learn a song. So he's basically was trying to get the whole band to learn, a, uh, for us to learn a song. And I wasn't understanding why. Mm-hmm. And it was because he wanted her to be in top form without her knowing that she's going to play with Dokken. So it was kind of like, we're trying wow. to figure it all out before she, and they were like, don't tell Jana this, but so try, try to get your band to learn a Dawkins song. And I thought, you know, this, I can't discuss this and get this going <laughs> without her wanting to know the reasons why. Why do you keep asking about doing tooth and nail or, you know, or in my dreams? Why, why do you keep coming back to this? So I was like, I just told her. I was like, hey, this is what's going on. But you talked to... You talked yeah, Doug, to with the following, I was like, Doug's like, yeah, just go ahead and tell her. And, and uh, because no one was really for sure if she could even handle it. Yeah. Because, you know, they didn't really know how well, and they knew she was good, but is she that good to play George Lynch stuff? And so I finally had to tell her, and then and then that's when then she started communicating mm-hmm. with... Um, Doug about it, and yeah. then and then Don Docking called my phone. Yeah, which was unreal. It was what really sucked is Doug had told me a few days before the actual call. He said, "If you get a call from Beverly Hills, take it." I said, "Okay, Doug, you bet, man." You know, here I'm kind of like I'm believing him, but I'm like kind of like, okay, well, we'll see. Yeah, and and then he and I are getting ready for our our show, and I look down and I've got a voicemail. I'm totally phone didn't even ring. Got a voicemail, and it's him. Hello, Joe. Deep voice. I can't begin to imitate it, but he left me a, a message to call him back. So we talked about the song itself. Are, are you okay with doing in my dreams? I said, Yeah, yeah, sure. I checked with him, like, what the, what's your all's tuning? Are you in E-flat? Cool. So am I. So that was all squared away. And then I think where I kind of convinced him that it maybe halfway knew what I was doing, I said, now, are you guys still ending the song the way you did in the the overseas tour last year with kind of the, the, the big hits at the end? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's how we end it. I was like, cool, man. Okay, I got it. He said, uh, do, you, do you want the solo? How, how about if you take part of the solo and John, right, John, John, Le- Le- John, Le- John will take the other part. Or, and I said, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want. No, you know what? Just take the whole solo. So, okay, cool. Wow. So anyway, so we get that all worked out. I said, okay, I'll see you there. So the day of the show comes around and we, we got there early. I, in my heart, I was hoping maybe I'd get to run through it with them at soundcheck. So... Anyway, everybody but Don comes in, and those guys are up there kind of doing their check, those guys being Dawkins, minus Don, and, and they, they had me go ahead and come up. So we went through about half of the song at Soundcheck. Mick Brown had no idea. No one even yeah, knew. Yeah, no, no one had communicated that this was going down. So he's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing on the stage? You know, who are you? <laughs> so, anyway, I guess somehow they figured it out what was going on. So we got you know, through half of it. St- had to stop right before the solo because I was really wanting to just ease their fears. Like, okay, she's not going to train wreck us or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we stopped right before the solo. But you know, they they were cool. And then you know, of course, we did our set and and then it's getting ready to get me up there. And my legs were just like jelly, man. I just ooh. 
I thought I was going to fall over climbing up there because I was just, I was like, come on, pull it together, you know. So I got up there and it was just surreal. It was like it wasn't even happening. Uh, but, you know, I was, I was relatively pleased with how I played it. I think I got pretty close on the solo and uh, I think I saw the guy, those guys kind of like, hey, you know, so they were, I think they thought I did okay. And then Mick Brown made a real nice comment in the green room after the show, basically saying, you know, we've had people get up and play with us before and, but, but, but you're good. You know, you, you really had that down. You, you had, you had your homework done. So that made me feel good. So it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Guys are really so cool. I was like, so when we were getting ready to do the, the Cinderella show, I was like, well, I guess it's my turn to get up and do shake me. <laughs> <laughs> Doug didn't work that one out no. for you, did he? Come Shit. on, Doug. <laughs> Which that was a cool experience oh, too. God. You know, it's like all these shows, you know, we get there and get to sit around and with our equipment waiting to load it up on the stage and these guys are coming in doing their sound checks, mm -hmm. you know, and here comes Tom Kiefer with his pajama, he had like pajama bottoms on and yeah. like, like snow boots or like mud boots or something, you know. He had a Nashville Predators t-shirt on, like hockey team. And it looked like he just came... Straight out of bed. Straight out of bed, man. Right off the bus in there, you know, and just kind of walking around with his uh, wife. Boy, those, those guys did a really long sound check. Really? It was almost like a rehearsal in a wow. way. Yeah, it was really weird. They had their backs turned, and there were people that were supposed to be there for the meet and greets. And, and the whole time, I guess they weren't really supposed to have this rehearsal, and they're like... <laughs> Like the I was talking to Salman, I said, like, oh, "What's going on?" Because they he, they wouldn't turn around and face anybody. They were just like gathered in their their own little corner, their own little circle, looking at each other. They're trying like, to iron out some parts. Remember, right? And they just kept going over this part over and over and over <laughs> and over. And, over and, and I mean, we're like, man. Are we ever going to get our shit on the stage? I mean, what's going on here? I mean, we didn't really know what was going on. The sound guy was apologizing. He's like, I don't know what the hell they're doing up there. You know, they, they normally don't do this. And I was like, so he goes, but don't worry. We'll, we'll get you up there where, you know, everything's good. Mm -hmm. You know, just they'll be done here in a minute. So finally they turned around and then they did the meet and greet. And so we got the, shake hands and take a picture with them and stuff and so that was cool it was a fun experience yeah. it really was yeah all these opportunities have been amazing and uh yeah we're just real grateful that we have gotten several of them it's it's been awesome man we do appreciate everyone that's bought tickets from us because that's that's a big 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 help for our band yeah and it helps it. helps bring the shows you know helps the the motor, yes. exactly. You know, running. Yeah, he that. can he can keep doing them. You know, as long as people keep supporting him. That's so right. That's it's a cool right. deal. Yeah. Do you think being playing covers, opening up for a band like that, that you have an advantage over like an original band? Because a lot of times you mm. see someone, a lot of people in the crowd not paying attention. It's a band they don't know. Right. That you guys are up there playing songs from the same era, from the bands that are there to see. You know, there's. There's that saying, you know, why cover band shouldn't be doing that? But if it's from that era, why not? It it it, it seemed to get people a little bit more fired up. Right. I, I thought. I so. mean, that's our job. I mean, yeah. 
a lot of those people, I mean, sure, it's good for our originals, but man, if you really think about it, I'm not 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get a record deal. I'm not trying to, you know, go on tour or get us, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to make it big. Yeah. I'm just trying to have fun. And that's the problem that people don't seem to grasp that the reasons why we do certain things like a cover band is because we're out there having fun. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a lot of pressure in learning songs and all that and stuff. And, you know, but the original, like I was saying earlier, is just the scene is just not what it once was. Mm-hmm. Now, to answer your question, we didn't know that that first time, the, the first go around. But then you see these tribute bands these days, you know, you see these tribute bands with their, you know, their costumes and making themselves look like they're from the 80s and and out there doing it. And they're doing a lot of these festivals that are mostly all original bands and people are flocking to it and and enjoying it because they know all these songs. Well, then you think, well, why don't we just do a whole bunch of songs from that era and just get them pumped up, get out there and say, hey, we're just here to party with you guys. We're going to do a bunch of songs from the 80s if you guys, you know, sing along with us. And so I thought, well, let's pick the songs that are mostly singables. Yeah. You know, because mostly if you're in a cover band, you want people to dance so they'll stick around longer and enjoy themselves, buy drinks and tip the bartenders. That's your whole job. Oh, yeah. There, at a concert, let's get them to sing along and let's let them, you know, play songs that they know they they already know Cinderella, they already know Doc, and they already know Warrant, they already know Firehouse, so they got to know some of these other songs mm-hmm. too. So let's just pick out songs like Rock and Roll All Night, you know, they'll sing that shit all night. Oh, yeah. And have you played it, you know, for 20 minutes, they'll sing every course. So we just, that's what we decided to do is pick a lot of songs that were um, sing, sing-alongs mm-hmm. and, and liven up the crowd and then you know we got a lot of praise just yeah i mean the formula works like to to answer your question okay if if you want to step back and and i need to choose my wording carefully here because i don't want to come across the wrong way but i know there are critics out there saying why is a cover band opening everything he just explained is is why it works and i can almost guarantee you the critics out there are musicians in other bands that wanted that spot. I don't blame them. Who doesn't want that spot, you know? But um, I felt a little weird, like, the first time doing it, thinking, wow, man, we're a cover band opening. But then exactly what he just said is right. We're older. We, we, we want to relive our youth through this music. We embrace it. These people that come to these shows embrace it. 90% of the folks out there are not musicians. They're just music fans. They've had a hard week at work. They want to blow off some steam. They want to sing stuff they know. So it works. Now, that's not to throw shade on the original bands because, I mean, crap, we're doing one too. You know, we're, we've written these songs from, you know, our souls and we hope people like them. And when we play them at Lita, there's going to be a few people out there that know them, but a lot of people won't. But that's okay. I mean, both work. You know, there, there's the both formulas work. There's a there's a place for both type bands. I'm I'm glad we're doing covers and originals. You know, doing two different bands because then we can just explore the whole spectrum of our 
musical abilities and, and satisfy the cover side that's fun and challenging and then satisfy the original side that is, is you know, very gratifying because it's the material you wrote. So we're living the best of both worlds right now. Well, and you know when I when I saw when I saw these shows starting to pop up and Rocket Science is opening to me, I was like, that makes total sense because for for that for that era, I mean, that's perfect. You know, right. I mean, it, you can't you can't really like you know if you're like Soil or Otep come to the shrine, you can't do that. Right. No, but I mean for. For Warrant and Firehouse, exactly. it makes total sense to have a band and doing some more of those songs, and it gets everybody, you know. So. Well, what was cool is we actually had the, uh, I think it was the guitar tech or one of the guys from um, from Firehouse or maybe it's Warrant or somebody, but they actually um, thought thought it was awesome. Like, wow, that's like that's unheard of. Yeah. Like, like they came up to it's like well, you guys are up there doing covers. Like normally. Everywhere we go, every opening band is an original. But wow, how refreshing is it to, for a band to get up there and just do a bunch of covers and liven up the crowd? Because that's our job, you know, is yeah. to liven up the crowd. And, and it, okay, if you have, if you're a band from El Paso and Warrants there and, and you have 200 fans that know all your shit, that's great, you know, that's great. But, a lot of original fans. I mean, they don't. They can't afford concert tickets. Half, you know, they they're used to the five dollar cover. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's hard to if they've seen you a dozen times for five bucks. Yeah. Why would I come and see you for you know? <laughs> yeah. because, well, you know. Yeah, your guys are opening for a couple of bands that maybe the the original band the the, the local bands fans don't aren't. A fan of, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I'm here to support you, but I'm going to see you in two weeks at the Hippity Hop Club. You know, I just I just find that most of the criticism that that we find out about <laughs> through back channels that comes our way, most of it's being dished out by other musicians and other mm-hmm. bands, and yeah. it's just a it's a competition thing. Everybody wants their piece of the pie. I I don't begrudge them that. I totally get it. Um, you know. I myself, I mean, a lot of bands don't know that when I'm trying to help them. Like, I'll see a band that I think I would like to see them get a shot. So I'll I'll drop a message to a club promoter, say, hey, check these guys out. You know, I'd like to see them at your club. And the bands won't even know I'm doing that. But for me, like, because we don't always, we, we aren't in the bars every weekend. We've got family stuff going on, stuff with our house that we're doing. So that's my way of trying to help others in the scene. And, you know, you do that and then you hear comments and it's a bummer. It's a bummer when you find out people are kind of throwing shade on you for this reason or that. But I think that's just probably the competitive nature coming out in people. They're, yeah. they're trying to get ahead, you know, get, get one up on you. So they'll throw some shade on you. But, you know, it's like Scott said, I mean, we're, we're old enough. We've done this long enough to where we relish the opportunities we get. We appreciate them. And then take we try nothing to, for granted, take nothing yeah. for granted and then do what you can to kind of pass it along, you know, get help, help these guys get booked at CJ Maloney's help. These guys get booked at Magoo's, you know, turn, turn wild hogs onto this band. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to like help people 
get opportunities. And I'm not saying that so you pat me on the back, but I'm saying I wish more bands would kind of take that approach because mm-hmm. there is a lot of cutthroat backstabbing stuff that goes on. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish it would stop, but. That's like saying, man, I wish world peace would happen. Yeah. It never will. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. if you do, do your do what you can to help the next guy out cuz you know, we'll, we'll be done soon. I mean, we're we're in our 40s, you know, and we got some more years in us, but do what you can to help the next guy along, yeah, you know. That's just the right thing to do. Yeah. Yes. So and, and, and have oh, fun. Sorry. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> got to have fun. If you're not having fun, there's no sense of doing any, right. any of it. That's right. So, so I want to talk about uh, wasted years. Um, well, you know, whose idea did you want to sing that, or could you not sing it, or did you fight over it, or she was already doing? She's already doing Trooper. So we picked oh, a wow. bunch of songs and and we uh, did like the Motley Crue medley, which Red Hot was part of that medley, but. The end of the medley was like it goes to shout to too young to fall in love. Oh, I'm sorry, shout to looks to kill, too young to fall in love, and to red hot, and then it's the full red hot. So we just cut that off the medley and just did red hot at the end at the warrant show. So we picked a bunch of like old school songs. She was already doing the trooper, yeah, and she, you know, a lot of people were like, were loving her singing that song. Yeah. So then she got the idea of doing Wasted Years. Yeah, it just was going over so well. And I love Maiden. I just, oh, yeah. I, just wow. I don't know, man. They're just cool. But I've always loved that song. I love, especially the lyrics apply to me a whole lot right now. Because I'm kind of going through this whole, wow, man, I'm 43, the whole midlife. I don't know if I'm in a crisis or not. But if you really focus on the lyrical content of that song, it, it, it's kind of deep. So I thought, well, let's try another Maiden, and I want to try singing that one. So this is when we were learning a whole batch of new songs about, what, two, three months ago? Right. Jeff, so, Jeff, um, our drummer, he he's picked his, well, some like Judas Priest and something Blue, else. Blue Monday, right? Right. And then we did the Ozzy Bark at the Moon. So there's like a new batch of songs that we all decided yeah. to, to do. It's it crazy. It's almost like we went back to 1983, you know, 1983 <laughs> with the, the Hellion and, you know, the Shout the Devil yeah. and the Bark at the Moon. You know, that was a great year for music. Yeah. And then you got Iron Maiden, you know, coming right in after that. And it's kind of funny the approach we're taking with Rocket Science. Like, I, I mean... You know, you you would think, okay, we need to really pick a lot of very marketable songs, and we've got our handful of you know sing-alongs. That, but dang, man, like with this last batch, it's just a lot of heavy stuff, mm-hmm. and we've kind of been. It's almost. It's. I'm not going to say we don't care. We're just picking what we like. But in a way, we're picking what we like, and yeah. and it's turning out to be some pretty heavy stuff. But yeah, it's it's working. So yeah, well, like. You know, as as a guitar player, I mean, I'm you know, I know chords and stuff, but I mean, you know, you're obviously really good at lead. How how do you learn all these leads? Isn't it like slow them down, or I mean, can you just pick it up by ear like that? It's, because well, I'm it's some, fascinating to me. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. I I don't slow it down, but I don't just pick it up like that. It's mm. it's many. I don't read music. Yeah. I wish I did because I could do a lot more with my playing if I did, but. 
um, I do play by ear and I always have. And ever since I was about 12, I would sit there with the boom box and rewind, rewind, rewind until I got my little chunk down and then I'd move on to the next chunk. So it's the same thing with this stuff. I mean, I, I definitely do not play everything perfectly, but I get as close as I can. Um, but with that one, I mean, I've always loved that song. So I kind of had the melody in my head and it was just a matter of picking out the notes on the, yeah. on the I mean, even when we were writing heroes and devils, we were, uh, um, I mean, Janice, she writes a lot of her own stuff and she likes to have it kind of mapped out, you know, before she goes in the studio. But, you know, she's also will take like suggestions from other band members. Like, you know, like. I can write a solo, but it's with my mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear the rhythm, and I mean, yeah, I, you got to pick it up. I, like, I mean, that's how we sometimes yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff when we were writing. You know, we'll be like, "That's that sounds cool," but what if you did it like this? Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of me going picking up a guitar and showing her what I mean, I'm like. And he's always wants a pick scrape. Get a pick scrape in there. <laughs> he's trying to get get me to do one on this solo I did for Mark. I, I came home from recording. Do some John like, Five tricks, you know. Yeah. I came home from the recordings like sorry, I just there was not a good spot oh, for the pick scrapes. So didn't do one, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just a lot of. I mean, when we learn new songs, man, I'm I'm in there for three hours a night trying to pick like Bark at the Moon. Yeah. I still don't play that completely right, yeah. but I get close. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like Scott was saying, one thing I, I do regret about my playing is, remember how, you know how when they talk about Rat, they always talk about what a great lead player Warren D. Martini is, but it was Robin Crosby yes. that did the writing. Yeah. Well, I'm not to say I'm like Warren D. Martini, but I wish I had a little bit more strength in the writing side. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think I used to, but I think I've kind of lost a little bit of that. So hopefully I'll get some of that back. But, but yeah, I mean, Scott definitely, he's a good writer and he'll, he'll come up with cool ideas and I'll be able to translate it to the fretboard. So it's good teamwork. Yeah. What about singing at the same time as you're playing all that stuff? Like, did that come naturally or was that? No, it, it, that took took a while to get. That takes work. It's hard. This band Rocket science, I mean, I've never been so challenged in my life as far as, I mean, like I, I play Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. It's got that and so I'm having to chug on a completely different rhythm than what the vocals are. And that's that's so hard. It's so hard to do that. But just again, just lots of repetition. I mean, we, we play enough to where, you know, by... <laughs> Eight shows in, you're like, okay, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable with this, but it is not natural for me at all. It's totally like split brain. I don't know how guys like Getty Lee do what they do. And then in Down for Five, I mean, there's songs we're doing three part harmonies and, yeah. and, uh, you know, having sing. to play a lead and sing right. at the same time. It's, it's, it's tough, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, even like, I'm used to singing. I was, you know, was always singing backups from all my other bands, you yeah. know, prior to Down for Five yeah. and playing bass. But, you know, there was one band I was in with, with Mark and Matt Brantley. It was a band called Nothing Face, not the Nothing Face, but 
I remember. Yeah, you. I remember you talking about. That. And <laughs> and I, you know, we were like, "Hey, how about you sing a couple songs?" And and I would sing like some Kiss tunes or whatever, and playing bass. But I remember just how tough it was to sing and play bass at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And I, I think if I would have just kept doing it back then, and I would have been way better, but then I stopped, mm-hmm. and then I just you know sang backups in my other bands while I'm playing bass, but never lead. I just like you know it's just kind of hearted, like she was saying. You yeah. know, at the same time, it's like you know yeah, chewing gum and walking, walking at the same time. <laughs> it's tough, definitely. And so in this band or down for five, you're moving around and you know you're out of breath and. Playing and then you have the sing and again it's being key. It's like a whole new ball game. So I, it's like one or the other, either lead sing over here or play bass and maybe do some backups. You yeah. know. See, I don't have that luxury. I, I have to. Do you got to do it. Yeah, I'm going to be doing this stuff. Well, you know, with all the in all your gigging with all the different songs you guys have to learn. Have you ever like, you know, just blanked out and forgot a line or something all the time, or like yeah, you know. Man. You know, just hold. I mean, holding all that in's got to be insane. You know. Oh yeah. The original stuff it seems like it's so much easier to remember playing the guitar or the bass than it is to actually like the, the lyrics, lyrics and, and all that shit. You know. Well, like yeah. Thousands of words. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I I remember we when we used to do Paranoid, I'd sing it. And I've literally heard the song a million times since I was a kid. It should be emblazoned in my brain. Right. But when you get up there to do it, you know, oh, the whole second verse, I just forgot it, you know. And I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm sure on, on stage is totally, you know, it's totally different. Oh, yeah. It's, it's scary. You guys know, I, I know, <laughs> now, have you ever played in a band, Trent? No. No. Okay, you know how it is when you'll be on stage and maybe something will be happening in, in the in the crowd, and you'll kind of start focusing on that, and you completely forget what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I've, I've done that, or or your mind will just wander mm-hmm. off. Like, dang man, did I unplug the iron before I left? It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've I've crashed and burned doing that kind of stuff numerous times. Falling is never fun either. Oh, no. oh, I've no. done that a few times. Yeah, I, I actually climb did on that stuff at, you're not supposed to be climbing. I did that on. at Warrant. You you guys didn't see uh-uh. it. I bit the dust there. I did. I was <laughs> I having a rough that. time anyway because my I think I had a bad chord on my amp and it wasn't getting the all the full sound I wanted. So that was just insult to injury. I'm screwing with the cord, trying to get it plugged in, turn around, step down on my cord, and my foot went. Wait. Went down right there, right there in front of everybody. Yeah, well, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't told me, I wouldn't. Well, you know, you know just keeping it real. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember who. I'm drawing a blank, but a while back, we were talking to someone in a touring band, a singer, and he said that he forgets lines, and he <laughs> makes them up. Yeah, and he said, I don't care what people think. They make fun of Ozzy for having a teleprompter. He's like, if I ever get to a point where we can afford a teleprompter. I'm damn sure going to have a teleprompter on the yeah. stage. You know what? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I don't care I don't what think people every, say. Every band you know? that I see nowadays, especially big bands, and if you see some with iPads now, you know the stuff there. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean every casino gig you go to, they got like every member has a has has one yes. now. Yeah, it's not just. And what's so cool is like you, you can even have one to where it it's got the notes 
for your guitar mm-hmm. and the words. So, yeah, I mean, you got like double, double cheating stuff yeah, going yeah. on. It's yeah. not cheating. <laughs> but no, I, I, I would totally do that if, if I was doing something like that. There's nothing wrong with it. Whatever it takes to, I mean, uh, short of, you know, running tracks or samples or something, whatever it takes to pull well, no, the song no, let's, off. Well, no, let's talk about that too. Okay. All right. You're Mr. Anti-Track, aren't you? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, when it gets to a, there's when it gets to a point, you know, like there's, uh, you know, there's some bands where, I mean, they're just not even static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't talk about not that. not playing. Were they? I just brought that up because someone it was uh, someone well, singer Stain was on uh, Jamie Josta's podcast, and they were talking about this, and he goes, "Man, you know." No disrespect to Wayne Static because he's passed on, but th- there wasn't much any of that band was doing. It was all tracks. Mm. They were just up there mimicking, and I was like, "Wow, that guy just died." You might want to dial that Do back. Want to get into bit. this or not? I don't care. <laughs> That's okay, I, I want to address. We, we, we I want use to, tracks. I want to address yeah. this. In rocket science. I actually want to address yeah. this. I I don't know how if we're short on time, but no, no we're not. Now that it, now that it's brought up, one, one of the criticisms that I've heard about it. And I'm not backtracking now because there's levels. Okay, because I used to be (laughs) no tracks, Mm. anti-track. I I hated them. Down for Vibe doesn't use them. No, Down for Vibe does not use them and probably never will. But with with Rocket Science, we made a conscious decision up front to use them Mm. because the whole concept of the band is larger than life, big. We're, you know, we're, we're on a limited budget. We have limited equipment, but, but you've seen our stage set up. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking for the opening slots. I mean, like, oh, we yeah. do our full oh, show. Yeah, so, um, the decision was made to use them. And I will say, we do not lip sync. We do not not play. But they are utilized mm-hmm. because, A, we, we cannot afford to pay a keyboard player and or second guitar player. Mm-hmm. B, there's not room on our stage for one yeah. or two. And quite frankly, again, we have to we have to talk about the difference between the musicians in the crowd and the music fan in the crowd, yeah, exactly. okay? Yeah. If 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 we were going out there to please the musicians in the crowd, we'd be so screwed because those guys have already made their decision about us that they don't like our tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few out there that they get it. Yeah. But but the, the tracks the tracks are utilized. <laughs> the tracks are utilized for the music fan to come and feel like they are hearing the real song. Yeah. Now you you take that for what it's worth. Yeah. You may be like, "Nope, I I still don't buy it." No, I mean, like you said a minute ago, you know, you're singing and you're playing. So yeah. that and that's that's my thing. We're singing, that's what I mean. We're yeah. singing our harmony. She's singing hers with you know, the enhancements of, of... Yeah, we call them support tracks because that's essentially what they... They are there to fill in the sound. Right. Just to round it out, to make yeah. it sound and a little cool more authentic. And what's cool is, is they're, they're, our, they're our own, you know? Like, there's, you know, stuff like, okay, well, during my solo, I want a rhythm underneath this. And we don't have another guitar player. So we're in our garage bringing over the recorder and Jan is laying down the rhythm track. Yeah. You know? And so then we feed that in there, or we're in there doing the backups or whatever, you know, if it's like a big, 
we're not gonna take you know two people can't get that yeah. you know they can't get that sound and that was the thing with rocket science we wanted to have the audio the visual the look you know mm-hmm. all this stuff you know just well and that, out. that just shows the more the more work you guys put into this you it's know? it y'all don't even know yeah. like especially jeff I would dare say he has put thousands, not hundreds, but probably thousands of hours into programming. Yeah. And and uh, you know, there's going to be people that listen to this to go that go. I don't care. I still don't like him. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, that's probably a musician saying that. Yeah. But and I, I challenge. Not to your show. They're exactly. They're yeah. not. Or if they do, they stay for five minutes, make their judgment call, and walk out and leave. Mm-hmm. We're not playing for them. Mm-hmm. We're playing for these people that. Work their asses off all week. That like this music, they want it to sound cool. They want it to look cool. That's who we're playing for. And a lot of those people, they either don't have a drummer that knows how to keep time. <laughs> no, and that's true. Or it takes talent to it stay on. It takes talent. I mean, yeah. we have in ears that it's click track. It's oh wow! And if I if I get off, if I get off and and make the drummer push or you know. You know, you fuck up. And that's game over. You I, know, I, I mean, it's it's years. hard. It's hardcore. When we first started that, it was like it was scary because we weren't used yeah, to it, right. and they were. So they're like trying to ease our fears. Well, this is what we need to do. This is what you mean. We have cues and things in your in ears, and it's telling you, you know, like a cat noise is hers or whatever. You know, you hear these different voice, these different like signals in your in ears. And it's basically telling you, hey, this is your, your part solo. coming up, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. So, and everything is dink, dink, dink. And so the drummer's got to stay on that. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Jeff cannot get his metering off or the song train wrecks. I think in our wow. three years together, we've had maybe two or three instances where the, he's just bailed out of the track. And we just, it's just, and we don't use tracks on all of the songs, mm-hmm. just, but... There's a good chunk that have them just to fill in the sound, but he's got a little button on his on his uh, oh, pad shit, that says button. "Oh shit," and so you hit that, and the track just goes dead. And then and it sounds then you know then, the, then it sounds thin like right it sounds thin, <laughs> and which is crazy because we were, we would do like the medley for instance. We didn't have a track for Red Hot, right? But we had tracks for all the others, and then we did it live, and then we went into Red Hot, and then we were like, the hey, the bottom fell out. fell out. What the hell? Wow. So then the next week, I was at Mark Mortens' house recording a rhythm track for Red Hot. So that's me on the rhythm track. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, when, again, take take it for what it's worth. There's going to be people that just hate them. I mean, you know, you got people out there putting slogans on their Facebook pages, 100% real, no tracks, and, you know, and... And that's fine and dandy, but it's a decision we made. I'm comfortable with it. I love using tracks now. Mm-hmm. Once you go tracks, you'll never go back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and quite honestly, a lot of the big boys use them, man. If you go to yeah. Vegas, I mean, I, I saw someone kind of, not. I don't know if they were dissing on Steel Panther, but they said they were surprised at how many tracks they use. But it's just, it's it's done you know, now I'm with you guys. If it's like if you are just up there lip syncing and and it's a computer playing everything, that's not cool. Right. But when it's just used as filler, I just don't have a problem with it anymore. That's basically what we use it for is filler. So. Because if it stopped, we just kept we'd keep going. I mean, we know how to play, we know how to sing. It's not anything <laughs> like that, you know. And we know we're not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. Some people just prefer it stripped down. They don't mm-hmm. want to see all the bling bling, you know. Boom! Big big stuff going on. That's cool, but 
this is how this is how we I don't want to say this is how we want to go out, but in case this is our last cover band, I'm I'm glad that we're going out with a bang. Yeah, 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 definitely are. So we'll see. I you know I don't know when we're going to be done, but I just the reality is we're we're all getting older, Mm -hmm. so we'll see how many more years our bodies will hold up. But it is cool to have those keyboards. Sometimes you know, like yeah, you wouldn't have. Keyboards is like thirty years older than you. Yeah. Oh, anyway, same here. Seven. Yeah, you'd have these keyboards, you know, that normally you would have, and it just sounds, you know, empty without things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like she said, it's like if if we had tons of money, we could afford all the best musicians uh, and, and the biggest stages. You know, you can't fit seven people. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I see these bands and, and what you know, and they they all tight up there, you know, yeah. and. They're not putting on a show. We want to put on a show. We want to move around. We, you know, we want to, you know, act like we're 1985. Yeah. You, you can't do that when it's all jumped up or jumbled up with other guitar players <laughs> and keyboard players and a flute and a saxophone. And it's you know. just, it's just what it's just the conscious decision we made, and we're comfortable with it. And if other people don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. Musicians that are listening. Play for your music fans. <laughs> Don't play for other musicians because you're fighting a losing battle there because everybody's competitive. So just do what makes you happy. Play for your people that love love you and love your music and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, we I'm sleep good at night. Just so yeah. we sleep really well. Yeah, it's taken me a while to get there because I'm a people pleaser mm-hmm. and I want everybody to like me, but mm-hmm. that's just unrealistic. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to grab onto that a little bit better, you know, to each their own. That's right. And I had to go shoot my mouth off. Now I feel like an eel. No, no, don't. Because I respect your opinion. Mm. You know, I just a lot of people hide it. Like they don't want to admit that they use them. But it's no different than like someone doing it live. Like uh, Robert Mason sang backstage with Ozzy. Well, did he? Doesn't he have also have a wig? Who? Robert Mason. Oh, I don't know about that. Probably. Like Cinderella has, <laughs> right. he's there. hiding that, right? <laughs> I don't think it's a wig because you can see how it's kind of thin there. Yeah. The... What? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I've heard, I've heard game. rumors, so I don't know. I mean, hey, Joey Allen accepted fate just like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're kidding. <laughs> but no, Rocklahoma Cinderella had a third guitarist backstage behind yeah. the man. Damn. Well, what about um, did you guys go see Black Sabbath last year? No. The, it, I wanted to. The, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not shitting you. Uh, Rick Wakeman's kid was a keyboard player, and they kept him. He was like on stage, but he had a. It, he was in a big black curtained booth right. where you couldn't see him. And then when the when Ozzy. Uh, Introduce the band. He goes, "Oh, I'm on keyboard. We got Adam Wakeman. Say hi, Adam." And the little, yeah. little the little curtain opens up, and his little head pops out. And he's like, hey! and then he goes back in. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just bring him out on stage, or just yeah. put him back behind the stage? Why? That's That's it was like this big, huge black booth on the, you know, out on the stage. What? I'll bet that goes on so more weird. than one oh, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and 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 like I said, I, I, I you know, it, it's when it's used in excess. You know, when people are mimicking along. And lip syncing and stuff. That's what right. I meant. Let me sure. make that totally clear. No, I totally and I and I agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, you know, there, like I said, there's still people that still look at even the way we do them as cheating. I just can't care about that. Mm-hmm. I have to not care. 
Yeah. I mean, it used to really bug me, man. I used to really just struggle with, oh, this person doesn't doesn't like us because we use tracks. Well, that, you know, that this band is not for that person then. But you know, we've got some really cool people that come see the band, and yeah, and, and that's who we play for. I know? feel like we're one of the hardest working bands or musicians for you know, especially you know, I would, I would rocket so. science. I mean, we're just constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how hard it is to wake up on a Saturday morning, you know, and and have to go up there and after a long week of work and lift all that crazy shit up on the stage. We do our load-ins at like 11 a.m., 11.30. We do the load-in and and sound check, and we usually aren't out of there till what, 1.30? Right. So it's about a two, two two-and-a-half-hour ordeal just to to get loaded in. Then you go back, and you play your three one-hour sets, and then the teardown is probably another hour, hour and 15 minutes. Maybe two. Because of just, you know, again, we've picked our poison. We've mm. cho- we've chosen to have this elaborate stage show so it doesn't set itself up or tear itself down. But I wish we had tracks to use for roadies. <laughs> <laughs> if we could have tracks for roadies. Well, it's been a long time since the last time we had you guys on. So a lot of people might not have heard this, but like how heavy is that? That stuff you guys have on stage. Well, we, we we have to like constantly upgrade. Like Jeff will go into, you know, he'll get a new stage vision. Right. Like so so well, this design we've got now, we've had it for quite a while. The first setup, it was so heavy, I cried one night, and that's Ugh. when Jeff decided, okay, God. we need to make this stuff lighter. Right. Because it was like. It's probably like the beam that was used on the cross on Calvary is like just <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy. Man. Like trying to lift this, they had all these like and like I said, I just broke down and cried because I was so tired. And it had wheels and, on it, or I don't, or yeah, I don't did know. it. That one was horrible. That was the first setup. Wheels where the that would move were. like you know, yeah. gravel. You're trying to yeah. That so was so as heavy. the band has gone along, that it, it's there's still some heavy pieces. Um, like our triangles that we use, they're I would say they're more awkward than heavy. Right. But it's like a two-person job to get that on and off. And everybody has their own little job that they do. Yeah, you know, Mark has designated. to hang the hang the front of yeah, house. Mark's so Mark up on a big ladder doing all the lights, and you know he's so there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a full day of work. It's actually longer hours and less. Pay or you know, <laughs> then then our yeah. When you do the <laughs> hourly rate, it's like oh my god. What right. Are <laughs> we look at how, well the time we arrive, the time we leave, the time we come back. It's almost like our our, our lunch our lunch hours like you know three four hour lunch period, and then we go back, and then we're there for another five hours. You know, <laughs> it, it makes for a long day. And then Sunday, Sunday is just crash and burn. I mean, it was like. Yeah, I don't feel normal till Don't Tuesday. mess with me. Don't call really? me. Don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to get online. <laughs> it's really... Football and... and yeah. yeah, it's really why we can only play... I mean, even if we wanted to play more, which we shouldn't, because oversaturation will kill a band real quick, but if we wanted to play more, I don't think we physically could. It's wow. just... It's it's rough. But it's it's worth it, man. We, we're proud of our setup, so... Yeah. Work hard. Everyone in the band works really hard. Yeah, yeah. These guys we play with, Mark and Jeff and Ginger too. She runs our sound. Everybody just, I mean, it's a sacrifice, man. It, it's it's a lot of sweat. Yeah, your family, your cats, your aunt, you know, your animals, whatever. They all gotta don't laugh. Take man. a back seat, man. <laughs> 
<clears throat> those poor cats don't understand. But I, I just night, imagine uh, this, the guys that are on tour all the time, you know. It's, yeah. It's not, I mean, but they choose that to be their life, you know. Yeah. So if they have, like, if, like, we would never be in a position to do that because we would then have to sell our house and, you know, and yeah. get rid of, of everything and mm-hmm. sacrifice everything to live in a van and eat ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Forget we that. did, well, I did that, been there, done that. Yeah. I'm not going back to Isn't that. Isn't it and, funny how much you change, like, from your 20s to your 40s? Because, yeah. like, I've really started to just embrace routine. Oh, like I, I like routine. Yeah. <laughs> once I'm once I'm home from work, I'm not going out anywhere. Right. I'm there, you know, and it's like I look I look like some of these bands starting out, it's like how can you just live in a van? I mean I there's no I mean I, know, I need dude. a shower like every day. Tell there's me just about no freaking way I could do that, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I guess it's cause How did I ever want to do that, you know? We didn't know any better. <laughs> my my cousins, they're in a band from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. They're and they're in their thirties, you know. And, but it's um, just the two of them. This is, is yeah. It's a bass player, and he he plays keys and bass and a drummer, and the guy plays bass and and, and they're called keyboards. the receiver. They're called the receiver, and they have an, a couple albums out. And they they actually got a record deal. Wow, they're cool, they, man. They went on they went on their own tour, and uh, I was like, hey, you guys come to Tulsa? They play downtown, and. Uh, I don't know what bar it was, but I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they came ro- roaming, uh, rolling in into Tulsa, and we said, "I said, hey, just come and stay stay the night at my house, and that way you guys can have a, a meal and a shower and and a, a place to lay down in." But they're staying in their van and just stopping at you know. Um, YMCA. YMCA's, you know, or they had like a membership and. <laughs> And they were going, I'm, I'm talking, this is like a list like this when you see small print of, of all the cities and dates that they were going to. And it was just Jeez. them two, one driver, um, every, the equipment in the back. Um, when the guy would sleep, he one would sleep on the back of the um, seats and the other one on floorboard. And they would put like a, a, a hard cardboard or something down there. To where it levels up, levels, you know, where you know, because it sinks. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, we interviewed one band. Well, they were all like the, uh, the I Apollo. You remember them? Yeah. But they were all like nineteen or twenty. But what they did, kind of, they all got Planet Fitness memberships, so that way they could go to all <laughs> the Planet smart. Fitnesses and take showers and whatnot. Wow. And then, uh, and they'd sleep in the parking lot. No kidding. What town to town they went to, and I was like, well, I was like. It's actually a good idea if you if, if you're gonna do that because <laughs> it's only ten bucks a month, you know. Right, so that's, that's pretty ingenious, yeah. really. I, I still that's what they had a membership the YMCA. Yeah, so they yeah, get yeah. There That's and, what when you said that, I, I immediately thought of that band. I mean, they just you had to figure that stuff out, you know. Uh, yeah, I actually I had a revelation, and was it 2006? We went to Hollywood with Down for Five. This yeah. is when it was you, me, Psych, Jesse was our drummer at the time, and then was Toby with us. Mm-hmm. So I I knew I wasn't cut out for that lifestyle when we had been in the band for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and it stunk and everybody was sleep deprived and I'm a light sleeper anyway I yeah. I just I just have to have my certain things to yeah. fall asleep mm-hmm. well these guys are no problem <sighs> they're out you know and I remember we were in some parking lot and I was out here I, I crying I cry a lot I guess but. You know, just and I and I wanted them to let me out of the van so I could lay 
on the parking lot and sleep because I wanted out of that damn van so bad. <laughs> that was when I realized, you know what, this, uh, this ain't yeah. going to work, man. Yeah. So that was when I gave up my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rocklahoma 07 solidified. Yeah, I bet. Solidified yeah. that. No, that was a great experience. We were just we were hoping something would come of that mm-hmm. and it didn't. So that was kind of yeah. when reality started setting in yeah. of hey, this is gonna be a cool hobby. <laughs> well, Trent needs to turn that off because I gotta hear this Robert Mason thing. <laughs> All right. Pause. Well, Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. yeah, we appreciate it. This <laughs> is awesome. Man. Thank you. There you go, Scott and Jenna of Down for Five and Rocket Science. Both these bands, fantastic at what they do. Really excited that Down for Five is back. Glad to see them. They'll be out there, like we said, at the IBDO Ballroom this Friday. Yeah. And I know they've they've already announced a show for, like, way next year. It's, like, in June with Doxy. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they'll do something in between there as well oh definitely definitely it's great to talk to these two and you know they're 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 they put so much care into everything they do and, and their passion for what they do is just uh it shows so it was great to talk to him again definitely yeah their their other band rocket science plays in tulsa at least twice a month yeah they're they always out yeah magoo's in tulsa i know they play somewhere in owasso a lot and then they play cj maloney's broken air a lot so if you're in the Tulsa area, you always get a chance to see them, and they're a fantastic, not just fantastic band, but like you said, they put a lot of effort into this, and they talked about it in the podcast, and there's way more that you get from their show than you do a normal bar cover band. Exactly. You get a full-on production, you know, and they're, they pull out, all, kind of like he mentioned in this thing, you know, I remember when we saw them open for, uh, what's the last show we saw? Um Warrant when they opened for Warrant. Yeah, definitely. You know, they, they had a short, like, 30-minute set, and they played Motley Crue, and you know that if someone's played Motley Crue, there's, like, three or four different songs they're going to be playing, mm-hmm. but they played Red Hot. Gotta love and that. I'm like, that's why I love these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, get out there and see Rocket Science if you get the chance. Down for five, you know, has a CD you can buy, so get on there and buy that. They got a couple of them, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, thanks to Scott and Jana. We appreciate it. And if you're feeling nostalgic, go back to episode seven. I'm actually afraid to listen to that. You know, not, I'm sure they're awesome, but that's the first interview we did. I wonder what we sound like. That, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's why I don't listen. Honestly, I'll admit, that's why I don't listen to a lot of them, because I know I sound like a moron ball nah, bag. You always so, sound great. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I listen to every one of them because I got to make sure there wasn't anything I missed that like flub ups from. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I suck. I suck. Oh, whatever. If you want to listen to other ones, we just mentioned Great White. Mark Kendall has been on this podcast twice. Twice. Obviously, that's a different version of Great White, but it's still a great. They've all got good a, stuff. All good stuff. A couple great it. albums out with Terry now, and both his episodes were great. We love both versions of the band. It's all great. Of course. We've had on other bands. We mentioned Firehouse and uh, Warrant. They Rocket Science opened for them. Both of them have been on here. We've had on guys from Lillian Axe, Bullet Boys in Europe. Yep. And then Trickster as well. And then we branched into the heavier stuff, Crozier and Conformity. We've had on Gene Simmons of Kiss. That's right. Bruce Kulick of Kiss. Yes. Bet on guys from Crowbar and Super Joint, 
He is legend. Speaking of, oh, that's right. We that's just right. recorded another one yesterday yes. with Skyler, the lead singer of He Is Legend. That should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. That's a good one too. Yeah, we also recorded one with Brent from U.S. Bastards and Gore, and that one should be coming out here in the next couple of weeks as well. Like I said, there's 149 other episodes. There's a lot of them where we just talk as well. Yeah. Yep. You can stream all those on YouTube at The Thunder Underground. You can stream them on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. And you can also listen to us every Monday night on 1027WSNR.com, 7 p.m. Central. We stream there. Anything else we need to talk about? Well, I mentioned YouTube. Yeah. We've mentioned many times over the last six months that we're going to do this Kiss episode of every album in a row where we go through the whole catalog. That's right. And we're getting closer because now C.J. McClellan from Grind has agreed to be on this, and he's listened to the whole thing, and he's ready to go. Nice. So the three of us are going to be doing that here, I assume, in the next couple weeks. I can't wait. This will finally be coming to fruition. And we're going to... We're going to start an offshoot podcast, okay, and it's and it's about the Grateful Dead, and we're going through every one of their songs alphabetically, <laughs> one by one. Each song is an episode of the podcast, so... We'll the be Alpha doing, Dead. Yes, the Alpha Dead. So that's we're going to do that. That should be fun. That'll take us probably about 20 years. Right. So get ready. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs> I can't wait. Like I said, SoundCloud, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that great stuff. Thanks again to Scott and Jana. And until next time. Have I cool. said anything that's going to get me in trouble? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe with them, but not me. So. What, what? What did I do? <laughs> I'm just being dumb. No. I, I've been thinking <laughs> all day. I I've... Thunder Underground, y'all.